This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Woo! I'm now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends. With the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bits. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get it on the road. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Ladder and James Boyd. Sad weekend. It was looking promising, um, but it already went up in smoke. Um, but it's okay. At least we uh, we got some wrestling to talk about today, or tonight, today, and uh, football, professional football is, is on the way. I know Rich, you know, he's 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 done with that. He's off that narcotic, but yep. um, I'm good to inject it into my veins, and, and, and everything will feel right because we're, we're coming upon NFL football season yep. as well. So, um, yeah, uh, we're today we got a couple things to talk about. Uh, obviously, you know, we got the May Young Classic, you know, there's Braun from the Big Show was announced for the cage. Or the Steel's Cage brother, as they say, uh, Nakamura and Randy Orton will have a who will mail it in first challenge uh, Tuesday night. I uh, want to talk about John Cena and Roman Reigns a little bit more. And then also, uh, James, I saw you post something in Shoot Saturday, which I thought was really interesting. I was talking with Jeremy about it last night. Uh, but I guess we can start at the beginning uh, with the May Young Classic in the first round. Uh, of that, if you guys are not following along with our May Young Classic thread in the group, please do so. Uh, we're all, you know, contributing, you know, live thoughts and comments and crap like that. Uh, I went ahead and did ratings for the whole first round. James, what, what were your overall thoughts on the uh, first round of the May Young Classic? Um, I thought the first episode was a great showcase um, to, uh, what do you call it, Trojan Horse to, to get you in and, um, and watch the rest of the show. Um, I thought that the main events of each show pretty um, were all well done. Um, I thought, you know, for the most part, like I think that episodes two and three are kind of um, up and down, but at least, you know, they were half and half. They weren't just all bad matches. You know, you had, like, you always had a dependable main event. You always had something else on the card uh, that would, that you know, um, would keep you compelled. I You know, so far, um, it's a, the first round has been a little bit below my expectations after uh, some of the buzz that was uh, heard, but um, the good thing is a lot of the uh, better wrestlers advanced. So, um, we're, so, you know, you would think that we would get we would be getting um, better matches um, coming soon, right? Um, so there, there were some like uh, you know puzzling uh, a couple you know folks that uh, that lost in the first round, uh, yeah. specifically uh, Tessa Blanchard who was who drew Kyrie Sane, which she had no chance of winning. Um, yeah, it, <laughs> and it was funny because I, I just actually just watched that match. I just finally caught up, and right. In the middle of the match, you have uh, Ross and Lita both saying, like, I remember I was like, I, it's a shocker that one of these two have 
is going to be eliminated and make you think like, wow, then maybe you shouldn't have booked him like this, right? <laughs> um, like Tessa, like some of the girls that that, that had advanced. I mean, there were like, like maybe like two or three that did advance, and you're just like, yeah, they're not better than Tess Blanchard. Right. They're just not. But uh, I mean, say, you can say the same for uh, for Santana Garrett, of course, too. But it was just, it, but so far so good, uh, and I'm I'm still um, excited to see what what else is uh, left to come. Right. Um, so I guess we can we can just take it one episode at a time. I have my match ratings, which I'll be like revealing uh, along the way. Uh, we had Kaylee Ray against Francesca Chuhei. I believe that's how you Suhei. 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 Sorry. Um, and I thought they were uh, they put on a really good opener uh, to get everyone excited. Yeah. And, and Suhei was like pretty like she just did like like she she doesn't wrestle like the rest of like is like the rest of them. It, it, was, yeah. it was dope. Like, <laughs> so uh, what did you think of their match? I thought it was good. I thought it was a really good opener. I thought that um, they did a really good job of getting over the fact that Sue hates the baby face and that um, Kaylee, you know, I don't know what necessarily, you know, if she's actually a heel in fact, but they halfway through the match, you knew that, that you're supposed to cheer for one person and not the other. And I, and I thought that they came through well. Uh, next match, I, I ended up giving that one three stars. Uh, Serena Deeb took on uh, Vanessa Bourne. Uh, that one looks like Deeb has kind of got the uh, the the Brian Kendrick uh, type redemption <laughs> story going on, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, we got a comment from Simon who says, watching the May Young episodes or May Young Classic episodes today, heard it wasn't on the level of the CWC though. I, I did hear it was originally, and it was hard for me to believe. After the first round, I would say no, but I would say allow it to play out a little bit more because we still have round two and round three, uh, which, like, you know, the ridiculous stuff is happening. And Twitter wouldn't explode the way it did uh, if it wasn't something to look forward to in these next rounds. Yeah. I will say that the, the crowd throughout uh, was really helped these matches along the way as well. Um, to get along around some of the um, awkwardness at certain points in some of the matches. Like, this isn't all the matches. I mean, it's. Uh, but there were a few that, you know, were able to get through um, and finish off on a high point at the end of uh, getting through, like, middle points and beginning points of matches um, because of the crowd was in, the crowd was into most of the matches. I think there's probably only one match the crowd wasn't really into. Um, I would say the, uh, the Gonzalez-Savoy match, the crowd just was not into because they, they didn't know. I don't think they knew what what to do. I don't mm-hmm. think they knew which way to go. You have this girl that comes out like she's a shoot fighter all the tattoos and then you have another girl that comes out and wearing like the blandest of bland outfits except she's wearing chaps yeah. and she's wrestling with like an eye patch on that you can actually has a hole in the eye patch so like what's the point of the eye patch so <laughs> well, when i so, saw her i was like man she got to be from texas and then like she was <laughs> uh simon that was piper nevin who was getting insulted because of her weight and we're gonna get to that in a minute um the um let me see uh I gave Deeb and Bourne a two and a half, and I believe Deeb went over. Not... Yeah, she did. I thought, I thought that she, uh, I thought that she did a good job working from underneath in the match. Um, and I loved her spear. Her spear is so much better than Charlotte's. It's, it's ridiculous. Actually, it's funny. Everybody that did a spear in this tournament had a better spear than Charlotte. Kyrie had a better spear. Uh, Serena had a better spear. Uh, Bianca Belair had a better spear, and it wasn't even close. Hmm. It's not just like, I, it's not like I put my arm out and like basically clothesline your waist. Uh, a diving clothesline of your waist, so, actual spear. So you mean real they have, tackle. So you mean they have a better spear than Edge, also in that case, right? Yes, 
<clears throat> the next match it was Shayna Baszler and Zeta, who they promoted it kind of. This would be like a shoot contest because Zeta had you know a background as well, but obviously she wasn't Sh- Shayna Baszler. Uh, this was probably like one of the most gifted moments that I saw in the, in the, in the tournament. Where yes, we're actually about to talk about that right now, uh, Michael. Uh, he was like, "Yo, can we talk about Shayna's finisher? That was dope. I thought she botched the move, but it came out dope." So yeah. when she did it, I was like, well, hold on, what the hell is this? And then the way she brought her down, yeah. like, that's that's a super finisher for <laughs> for anybody. Yeah. Like, that's that's so creative. Yeah, that was something that was more or less, like, seemed like she pulled, uh, she had that save for a special occasion. She pulled it out, and, um, you know, it's a good thing she did, because um, in that match, I, I thought she, you know, I thought she sort of, I mean, maybe it's a thing where if you are the real-life shoot fighter, like you kind of have, you kind of feel like, like almost like you don't know your own strength type thing. So you throw like lazy kicks. I thought a lot of her strikes were were sort of lazy in the match, mm-hmm. but it was sort of weird because I've seen her wrestle before and, I, and she wasn't lazy when I saw her uh, fight Joey Ryan, right? Right. Um, but I mean, she you, you tell it like she she um she's sort of she's in the right places. Um, and she she didn't really mess anything up. It just is sort of seemed like she was kind of like. Going through, or not going through the motions, how do you say it? Like wrestling underwater, like wrestling at half speed. <laughs> but you know, I'm sure that I'm sure that'll pick up as the as the tournament goes along. But it, that was a great uh, that was a great finish. And they kept, finish. they kept that match really short, so I couldn't really go too high on it. So I went two and three fourths because I was really entertained by it. Even though like I I rated two matches higher, but this was probably my favorite match of the first show. Um, and the, I like I like how she well I like how she how they uh, basically showed it like. It put her in certain situations where, like, they were trying to trying to. She was Zayn was trying takedowns on her, and she was just dismissively like getting out of them, nah. like let her know like proficiency. But Zayda, one thing about Zayda, they had Zayda out here dressed almost like Psylocke from X Men. <laughs> See, <laughs> I don't know who that is, but it sounds funny. Google it, Google it. How you, and then, and then, how you like, spell and that? And also know that like that Psylocke is also um, an Asian uh, superhero. You'd be like, oh, okay, what I see. Like that's not even the most egregious like one of the first round, but okay, Psylocke, okay, I see what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, different colors, but yeah, yeah, the colors will throw you off the scent. But I peep game, like I see what the, I see what the uh, the tempo looks like. All right, all right. And then uh, we get to the main event. The first day was uh, Abby Lace against Jazzy Gabbert, who ended up a star in this, and uh, I ended up giving yeah. this match three and a quarter. Just because it it was okay. so like well laid out and just so much like like basically Kimberly like led her through the match and was like okay you're losing but we're gonna I'm gonna make you in this match and I I yeah. feel like mission, it was mission accomplished. Yeah, I thought that was the best match as far as getting both people over. Um, it, it showed it made Gabbard a monster and then it also with uh, with Lath, I, I you know I know she's Kimberly but I call her uh, Lath. I thought that was the show her that she can um. She worked underneath and overcome, um, and also showed that she's a, you know she's smart. She can like get herself out of bad situations if she's put in them. Yeah. So I thought you know, I thought it was smart. I, I mean, it seemed to me like the crowd was mad about um, about they were. Gabby about Gabber losing, but you know they did the whole you know the, the right you know I I lost and I know I'm more over than her right now, so I'm going to you know raise the raise the hand or whatever and then put her over that sort of thing. Give her the give her the rubs. I thought that, I thought that was well done in the end too. 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was the first episode. On to the second episode, it was Mercedes Martinez against Zia Lee. I found this uh, very, yes, we will talk about JBL. Good good point, uh, Dion. We are going to celebrate live on air. Um, I'm going to play some funk uh, that, that will get us in the mood for this celebration. So, um, uh, stay tuned. Uh, I forgot about that. Thank you, Dion. Um, so, Mercedes Martinez and Zia Lee. Now, this is has, has to be the largest experience gap between two competitors. Uh, in the tournament, I would say. Yeah. Uh, Mercedes Martinez sounds like she's been doing it, like, you know, s- since Diddy was wearing shiny suits. And then Zaylee, <laughs> it said this was her first ever match, like, ever. And then she came out yeah. with the, uh, you know, with, with the fan and, you know, all the other Asian stuff. Yeah. And, um, she had, like, the uh, the dress on, too, except it was short. It was fit for her to actually wrestle. And I was like, and, I, and like, the first thing I was like, if she comes out here and her music has a bunch of Koto, a bunch of Koto uh, licks or whatever, I was like, plucks. I was like, this is gonna be this is this is gonna be some real bullshit. And sure enough, came out with all the Koto plucks. Like, boy, they they they, they don't know, they can't help themselves. They just can't. Got got a couple oh. comments from uh, from the live listeners. Michael says uh, Martinez reminds him of Chris Cyborg, and then Dion uh, adds Mercedes looked like she's fresh out out of Orange Is the New Black. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, what I what I she looked like she'd been in the fight before. Uh, that's what I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what I would say, what I would say to that is, uh, she like she got some badass kids. Yeah. She like she got some badass kids. She like she got some kids that like are look, stay in trouble and look and uh, look the, kid, the the neighborhood officers know her kids' names. I think she like that. <laughs> we gonna have to watch out for them. Uh, it, for Zaylee's for first match ever in life, I, I, I think she kind of equated herself well. Uh, her her yeah, strikes, you all know, the kicks. yeah, all the kicks, uh, you know, a little bit of a Hideo, a Tommy feel kind of, but uh, her her kicks, like, you know, they snapped off right. It, they showed the video package before the match of her uh, training. Dion says, LMFAO, badass kids, three different daddies. Damn. Uh- <laughs> Nah, nah, he went. Nah, he took it from one place to just fund it. Took it to like, yeah, you know. Oh man, um, pathology. Jeez. Yep. So it, it, that experience advantage looks like you know it, it was a good uh, showcase for Mercedes, and she moved on. I gave that one a two and a half, and then on to Marty Bell versus Rachel Evans. This match Boy. was a disaster. Um, heavily edited. I heard. I, I also heard yeah. Marty Bell was supposed to win during it. And then she was so bad in the match that WWE was like, you know what, we're going to sw- swap to finish. And I think it's kind of for the best uh, because, you know, Evers is, like, kind of decent. Like, and it seems like she was, uh, uh, the crowd liked her a lot. Uh, what yes. did what'd you make of this match, James? It was funny because we, when we talked about the, uh, some of the participants that we actually have seen before um, at Shine that were in the tournament, we brought up Marty Bell, but we didn't think that like she should have been signed or or already been signed, or we didn't necessarily like sing her praises. Uh-huh. Like I thought she was, I thought she was pretty. Like when I seen her before, I thought she was sort of mediocre. And then you see this match, you're like, yeah, she ain't approved. Like, and you know that's you know, I don't know her age or thing or or rate of approval, but like it's sort of like what I saw was a little bit worse than what I've seen before on how, you know, at, at shine. So, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't shocked that it was such a, that, uh, it was such a, uh, lackluster performance. Um, I, but, uh, Rachel Everett, she seems, she seems to know what she's doing. Um, 
they had her uh, they had her as the baby face in the match. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's yeah. nice that you know they were able to switch the finish and they can give her more some more experience on the tournament. Uh, who's she fighting next? I'm not sure. I'll look that up. It's okay. hard to find a bracket that's, like, incomplete, so I don't want to spoil the, the rest for myself. Like, I've seen a couple things, but, you know, I don't know how it all plays out. So, gotcha, um, gotcha. They, uh, I gave that match one and a half. You know, it wasn't a gender match, but, you know. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, the next match, it was Rhea Ripley and, oh, what was her last, in Salinas. What was her first name? I'm not sure. Was it Michelle? Was it Marina or, or was it Marina or Michelle Salinas or... I'm not sure. If you guys know in the comments, uh, please let us know. Uh, I gave that match a two and a half, and it seems like it was just kind of there. Uh, Rhea Ripley, it was like a star. Uh, uh, yep. It was Miranda Salinas, I believe. Yeah, okay, um, Miranda Salinas. And she, she just, like, looked outmatched. She was so much smaller, and, you know, yeah. Ripley is just like, they call her Baby Madison Eagles, as Sierra said, for a reason. Um, yeah. I'll be interested to see what she does the next round. It's going to be Dakota Kai and Rhea Ripley. I know that. That's going to be really good. Um any thoughts on that match, James? Um, I was kind of thrown off with uh, the Rhea Ripley thing for, like, how do I say this? There are so many tall blondes in this match <laughs> that is it, uh, are in this tournament that um, for some reason um, I thought they were going to have sort of, like, a lot of differentiating gimmicks. Like, I thought, like, you know, like Lacey Evans, for example, she has a, like, she has a USA, like, sailor uh, outfit thing or whatever. Like that's a that's a clear character point or whatever. Rhea Ripley came out and she looked like virtually every other indie wrestler that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I thought she was gonna have a little something different, but I mean, I guess when you when you're you know when you're athletically gifted as her, you, it doesn't really matter. She'll get over somehow some way. Like she, uh, I think she equated herself really well. Um, so I'm interested to see what happens next. I gave that one a two and a half. Sarah Logan, I'm just gonna say this. Sarah Logan is country. Yeah. Bro, she has somebody named in an Uncle Tater in her life. Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh Dion Murphy says she reminds me of Charlotte, uh talking about Rhea Ripley. I mean Yeah. Tall blondes, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um but the thing that the thing that got me, um, really when I was thinking about it is well if you ask me, if you, the first time I saw Charlotte, if you ask me who she reminds me more of between Lacey Evans or Rhea Ripley? I always say Lacey Evans because the extension game on Lacey Evans is off the charts. <laughs> um, and, but anyway, but getting back to um, getting back to uh, Logan, yeah, she. <laughs> Dion says she's dating Cousins Country. <laughs> I'm not touching that one. Oh man. I, I got jokes, but they're not appropriate for for here now. Um, what I will say, what I will say is, I thought she, I thought she was one of the um, smoother workers, uh, and also me. I thought those were two of the smoother workers in the in the entire tournament. Like, if you say, if you were to say the best technically wrestled match, I would probably say those two. Looking at the, like, nothing, there was nothing level. messed up. It was smooth. There was no awkwardness. Uh, everything, everything flowed well. Um, the match actually got over. Like, the crowd was into it. I, I just, you know, I, I worry with um. You know, I just have worries for uh, Mia Yim as far as her future with the company, knowing how WWE gets down as far as uh, you know being more of a, being more concerned about aesthetics than actually substance. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, but yeah, the Brooke Logan, like it was, it was crazy. Like they had her as if she was like um, 
she was like old girl from from Glow, like the like the wolf lady from Glow. Except like they said she was built from Louisville, Kentucky. That was like is that a rib on Cornet? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, she, she. It was just yeah. Uh, if you look at the experience levels, like these, there are two of the more experienced, and they actually got to wrestle each other. Uh, so that was kind of interesting how they did that. To me, it was kind of just there. I don't know if it, I was like tuned out from the rest of the show, but I gave that one a two and a half as well. Uh, it was just like, you know, whatever. Uh, episode three, uh, that was Aisha Raymond versus Tony Storm in the first round, uh, and it was suddenly clear who uh, the babyface and the heel were in this match. <laughs> Oh, looks like I lost James' audio. Um, did you hit oh, I'm sorry, mute? I had it on mute for a second. I was just going to Google search something and put on me. Sorry. Um, the thing that got me about this match was, like, so does Aisha have two gimmicks going on at the same time? What do you mean? Like she, came out, like, she came out in, like, the gladiator stuff, and then she also had, like, but then she has, like, cat makeup on her face. Like she's a little girl dressed up for Halloween. <laughs> so I was like, like which one? Which which like pick one? What sets pick you one. claim? What what sets you claim? Yeah, um. she, she Coming from Dion, he loves Tony Storm, and Tony Storm seemed very popular, and she looks like the one of the people they're featuring hard, like on their posters and you know stuff like that. So I, I feel like she'll be signed. Tony Storm is one. Of, Tony Storm is one of those where uh, if she, uh, I'd like to see what happens in her next match. But like if she acquits herself well, there's no reason that she is not like up on NXT, like fighting for the t- the women's title, like almost immediately. Like she's one, she's over. Two, she fits exact exactly what everybody what WWE wants. Two, look, uh, I can't say that. <laughs> she, uh, she, 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 uh, she's athletic. She, all her moves work. Like she, she is exactly what like somebody that um, WWE will want. Be like, she has cred. She has, she has any any cred, or whatever you want to call it. Um, she has herself an actual character and a gimmick, even though the hat is ridiculous. But whatever. Um, she has, the, she has the gear to make. She has the nice gear to make you look like an actual star person that belongs in WWE. Yeah, yeah and a star. And then you know. She's also drop. She's also a, a drop, yeah, a dropout. Or what do you call it? Dropout. No, a, a knockout. Like she's just, she just, she's fine. That's the best way I can put it. So, like, that's somebody that should definitely be somebody that they look at. Um, sounds sounds like you just described Santana Garrett, also. But uh, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Next match was uh, Kavita Devi in, uh, in Dakota Kai. Uh, I didn't think it was a bad match. It just was like it was Dakota, or excuse me. Uh, Kavita Debbie dominated much of the match. Yes. Uh, yes. She was trained by the great Kali from India. Uh, it's always good to see, you know, the diversity and the WWE stepping up their international efforts and, you know, stuff like that. But um, mm-hmm. I wanted to see more from Dakota Kai, and for that, to me, the match uh, suffered. Uh, oh, man, I can't say that, Dion. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, it's not that bad. He's like, waste of gender's wife. I, 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 when I saw that, that video package, I was, like, horrified that she, was, she would be debuting on the main roster and she would be the women's champion and joining up with gender. Like, I was just horrified, like, when I saw the video package. Look. After you see her lift Dakota Kai up in the air after after having her in that arm arm lock, and then you see the uh, the tight or sorry the tightrope move she spot she did the, the turn to arm drag, yeah I see her and I'm like oh yeah, 
I give her, you know, she's only been wrestling for, so much, for a small amount of time. Let her, like, get in the performance center. She'll be around. Trust me. Like, that, she, um, yeah, she definitely is, like, somebody that actually has a bright future as far as her athleticism and her, and her look. Definitely. Uh, Dion yeah. says, much better than gender. I'd prefer her as the WWE champion. <laughs> <laughs> She's definitely better looking, I'll say that. Yeah, look, look, <laughs> look she, she is, uh, what do you say? She is more... Uh, she she she's more drawing to the eye. She pulls focus a lot better than uh, than gender does. Yep. Uh, Michael says more flash. Says the minute uh, her they said she was trained by Great Kalia. I thought they were going to let her win the tournament. Now, now ah, look now now wow. Michael. Supposedly, I heard that um the YouTube video on this has already surpassed like a million views. So. Take that uh, for whatever you want, but I don't think any of the other videos are that popular. Um, so I'd have to do some research if you guys want to check that out. Cool. Uh, there's also a reminder, if you would like to call into the show, you just have to add One Nation Radio on Skype and just call us up. Um, I gave that match one and three-fourths. Uh, really? Yeah, Dakota Kai just didn't do much. Like So it was just like, oh, you hit two moves in one. Well, the whole thing is she's completely outgunned. And she's t- she's tiny and she's fighting a gigantic woman. True. And not even and I mean like a gigant a gigantic like Greek goddess of a woman. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I, I thought I, what I will say is I thought uh, she did well as far as her selling, and I thought that her her uh, her boot in the corner is is uh, is is great. I thought her boot in the corner is great. Her her, her, yeah. her yeah. finisher. So um, I will say oh actually it's not her finish. That's her one of her signature her moves. Um, her double stomp, her like her her coup de gras, not that's the drizzling shits. It just is. Yeah, I'm sorry, gotta, it's not good. I feel like she could like break she, an angle. Like, <laughs> it looks like she's scared to fall. But I mean, I understand why she doesn't take the bump like Balor. She's probably so tiny that like she can't do that because like there ain't no padding back there. Mm-hmm. Like you imagine like Sasha Banks trying to take like trying to take a bump like that. Like no, she mess around and break her cossacks. The next match, oh, sorry. Yeah, the, the next match on there is was Bianca Belair and Sage Beckett, two of our uh, kind of favorites that were that were going at it. Uh, they said Bianca Belair is like the um, um, we'll get to that in a second, Dion. Uh, I, I I didn't like her them calling her the genetic beast, but other than that, I thought yeah. they presented her pretty well. The the best athlete in the performance center against uh, Sage Beckett, who is a monster in her own right, and we've also seen her familiar with her from Shine. Uh, what do you think about this match? Yeah. Um, I thought there could have been a bit more to it, but I um I think they could have um gave uh, Bianca a little bit more offense uh because it was pretty much uh Superman versus uh you know a a, a big bad. Um, that's just that's, that's just physically in stature bigger than her, um, and then how will she overcome it? Um, I thought I thought the match was well wrestled. I thought that you know for somebody that's only been wrestling for what has, has Bianca Belair been even been there for like even six months? She's had to been there for about a year now, but they've, about they've a year? kept it, yeah like in the program. So, but okay. she hasn't been out. She rest. She just need more reps. Okay. So, what I will say is, I thought that she was incredibly fluid in this match. I thought that she um, she knew where to be. I thought that there was no moments of awkwardness. I thought that she uh, I, she pretty much like she was smooth and knew how and knew how to get her shit over or, or knew everything she needed to do. And I thought that um, you know, for somebody that's only wrestled for a year, and also like given that how many matches do you think she possibly could have had, being that she's like 
I've only, I think I've only heard of her like wrestling here and there. Like she's not on a regular shows. on the on, yeah, house, she, on the road, is she? I think she's like done a couple of NXT house shows, but she's not on TV. Um, so I gave that one two and a quarter. Uh, I think I think I think that she could be. I think that she could be like Charlotte. Like, like she's not obviously she doesn't have the height, but like being that freaky athletically. Obviously, she's a she's a better athlete than Charlotte. But you get my point, like. She, she could be something. Like, from, she could be something. Question from Dion. He was like, could you guys see a Nexus-type move from these women on the current division? I'll say no, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I feel like the, the big story for this tournament is already, uh, it, like, the uh, foundation's already laid with yep. <laughs> with the with the uh, MMA four-horse women and the regular four-horse women. And they, uh, I think that will be, you know, the, the thing that they'll get. Uh, personally, I, I think they should send a couple of them to the main roster, send a couple of them to NXT, and then you know help both divisions at once. You want to do that? You want to do this now, or you want to get, or you want to get into that later? The horse, the horsewoman versus horseman match. We can do it now. Okay, this is a stupid fucking idea. Do tell. Okay. So Shayna Baszler is going to win the, or Shayna Baszler could possibly. When the uh, the oh, it's like James froze up. Um, it looks let's draw okay. of a woman's up. Run that bat one more time, James, because you have froze up. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, so you're going to put in a person that can potentially win this women's tournament, right? That everybody's put over and, and showed up and done appearances in Nakamura, all the all you know, Percy, every single woman um, person, a uh, woman uh, on the roster. It's been ringside for it or whatever, and then you also and then you also so you know that means Shayna Baszler would be a big deal, right? Then you throw in the fact that Rousey is the biggest uh, female box office draw there's ever been on pay per view, and then like you also have two other friends that are legitimate shoot fighters, right? Um, and then you throw in on the other end like the four horsewomen in WWE, which pretty much have been geeks for the last six months. Becky, not doing shit. Charlotte, not doing shit. Sasha, can't can't hold on to a title like like people say that uh, that like, <laughs> I, I'm not even gonna say that joke. But just can't hold on to a can't hold on to a title to save her life. Bailey, super geek. Why would I want to see that? Why would I think that WWE stands a chance? And also, you know how WWE gets down when it comes to uh, outsiders, outsiders that are actually big time draws. They always go over. So it's like one, I don't believe. I don't believe. You have to like book this around the fact that like, can you get us to believe in the WWE side? Which is like, no. No. So why do it? Uh, the the only thing I could see coming from it, like they don't they they are willing to sacrifice everything that they built with these four because obviously they've been doing it bef- without. If you remove all the uh, MMA women from the uh, equation, they've already like you know ruined these four. So it's like I. That's my point. And I don't like, think, the, I don't, I, I'm saying, I don't think, you know, it would be such a thing. It, it, like, they're trying to reel in Rousey so bad, I feel like. They, they'll they sacrifice all four of them. Like, they'll have her fight Survivor Series and match one off four and destroy them all. Like, <laughs> they don't care. See, I, okay, so, and another part is, like, two of them are on Raw, two of them on SmackDown. I understand it's, uh, it's Survivor Series, but, like, if you have the Horseman versus Horsewoman Survivor Series match, 
then what does that do for so what does that mean for like the SmackDown and Raw women that aren't like in, that aren't the horsewomen seeing that like you know they're going to be the champions, right? Right. which one uh dion um so let's get to the we'll come back to that uh dion uh let's get to the next match we had uh piper niven and santana garrett and to all those ass heads in the uh, wwe comment section y'all should be ashamed of yourselves uh y'all just couldn't wait to show y'all ugly horns on you know in your level of maturity and anything else you you want to say uh for how you know bad they treated this woman in the comment section then she goes out there and has a raw ass match in the first round. So yep. pretty much all y'all got to eat that shit. Just so it's a message for y'all. Um, she took on Santana Garrett, who is obviously one. Oh man, Michael. All right. <clears throat> you, if you think it's bad how people treat Nia Jax, Michael, it was worse. <laughs> like, um, so the joint with uh, Santana Garrett and Niven, I gave that three and a quarter. Um, all the all the moves, all the big suplexes, all the flips, everything. Like th- this match had everything. Uh, it, to but, me, but the, th- the thing is, like, the, she, she okay, she's a big girl, but the big girl, like, the fact that she's big, it actually played into the match over and over and over, and it made her, and, it, and she used it in a, in a logical, sensical way in, her, in the psychology of the match. Like, she's, a, she's, I mean, in the way that, like, because. AJ and Sasha were rubber, were just small little rubber bands that could just that you could just they could throw around the place or whatever and were bendy and flexible. So that's why they take these ridiculous bumps and it looks brutal. Like her splashes look devastating. Mm-hmm. Like the crowd, like if you go back and watch that match, everything that she did involving her her actual uh, physique as far as like making impact, everything was over. And that's the thing, like, that, and that's sort of the reason why, like. You know, we're sort of in a renaissance of the big man right now, of the big sweaty guys in WWE right now, the the monsters. Like that's why Braun is over for to an extent. That's why Big Show lost the weight and is putting on that and is put, you know put on some quality matches on on uh, TV so far this year. Right. That's why like that's why like Reigns is like always looks like he's in perilous danger because like they're fighting these big gigantic motherfuckers and they're in danger. Like Santana Garrett was in danger in that match. Yeah. Like in. If you think about the Nia Jax Sasha match, which I thought was, you know, 
their best, you know, they've had a bunch of matches. I thought that was their best match from, I think, the week or the week before uh, SummerSlam. Uh-huh. Because, like, they got over the fact that they're in danger because, like, the size disparity is huge. And if some, if Nia lands on her or whatever, it's going to be over. Right. And then, I thought they did the same thing, and then I thought it was really, really good. Yeah. I thought the wrong person won, but, I mean, the girl got over so well that it's like, maybe they switched the finish. Who knows? Right. And Santana Garrett is, is who she is at this point. Like, they know she should have been in WWE years ago. Years ago. And she, she's super raw all over the planet. I famously dubbed her the, the woman Ultimo Dragon. Uh, all, the, all the belts <laughs> that she's held around the world and currently holds. Um was surprised to see uh, you know WWE go ahead and put Piper Nevin over here, but I think it might be playing into in a larger overall uh, picture uh, of the overall story they might be trying to tell. Like it's like, hey, we're not just looking for you know a specific type of woman, and if that's what they're doing, is I think that's pretty uh, pretty admirable of them. <laughs> you know, it'd be nice to see if that would translate you know up the rest of the card, but uh, you got to yeah. begin somewhere. And this is the thing, right? Most people, in general, if you if you are informed by the history of their decision making, uh, WWE as far as their hiring practices for the women over the last, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years, um, since or since they brought the women back into action being wrestlers, you see Santana Garrett, and you automatically go, oh yeah, they're going to hire her on the spot, right? So, you know, they subverted they subverted what everybody, even on a subconscious level, knew, like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, that's something destined to happen, or she's just going to beat this, 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 this large woman. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of it. And, and they, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was an upset, and I thought it was, a, I thought it was smart, because it ain't really an upset. It's like, she's, ta- that woman is talented in her own right. Uh, she bumps her ass off. Um, she, you know, she's very athletic. Like, why not? Give her a shot. Let's see what happens. Right. Um, do you, any idea who she, uh... Who she's up against in the next uh, row? I'm not sure. If you guys can okay. figure that out for me, let me know. Uh, I want to say it might be... No, nah, we'll figure it out. Um, so, the uh, fourth episode, it was Candice LeRae uh, against uh, Michelle... Renee Michelle. Excuse me. Renee Michelle, yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to hand it over to you to talk about uh, Mrs. Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know... They do the this like the one or two minute spots uh, for to basically get over the character or the story of each wrestler uh, before uh, their match. You know, like a lot of people, they didn't do bracketology; they just you know straight up ran it. So they had to do some um, some groundwork for them. I thought uh, I thought Candice Lorray. I thought that she came off as super likable, um, very energetic, ha- really happy to be there. Um, really, you know, really excited about it. I thought she came off very, her likability was off the charts. And then she says, oh yeah, by the way, I'm married to Jardy Gargano. And I'm like, oh, okay. It makes perfect sense why you're so likable. Okay. It's it's Candace wrestling out here. And then she comes out. And one thing that I think is, uh, as far as presentation, one thing I feel like is a, is been a, like a step back as far as presentation is, almost all the music sucks. But uh-huh. like, like it might be worse than the Cruiserweight Classic as far as how bad the music is. But whatever, um, as far as interest. But she comes out, um, starts the match, and the crowd is immediately Candice wrestling, and I was like, this is great, this is fantastic. So um, 
Like it's um, far, it's far beyond like Bailey's ponytail or uh, or like when Nikki had like the four foot had like the four foot <laughs> extensions at one time. Well, pretty soon they got somebody gonna be wrestling with the Nicki Minaj down to the knee joints. <laughs> well, we sort of do already with uh, we are sort of do with Bianca Belair. That's a braid though. So and it's a weapon. <laughs> it's a weapon. Yeah, how is she not DQ for that? I don't know, bro. Not a foreign object, but it is a foreign object. Yeah. Um, the next match on there is um, what's her name? Reina Gonzalez and Nicole Savoy. Um, I gave them a two, and uh, as you were mentioning, James, uh, I think it was off the air. That one, um, it seems like the crowd was confused. Yeah, they didn't know who to cheer for or who to boo. Um, because boy comes out looking like a like a striker and a brawler, and then um. Like the six foot woman that like dressed in chaps, dressed so nondescriptly and blandly, and then Russell's in the chap had shorts underneath the chaps on, and then like and then had the eye patch like slick Rick, except there was a hole in it, which means like why, <laughs> why? why, right, why? And, you know they, uh, you know they, they had a back and forth that was kind of plotting. It was like a big um, man match they had. Like a what match? They had like a big man match. Sorta, sorta, yeah. It was, it was just slow. Yeah, uh, I, I wonder, I wonder what Savoy can do with with um somebody um that's, that's less green. I wonder. Um, all right, all right, Dan, we'll holler at you, man. He said she's doing for WWE with Chun Li, different Street Fighter. Uh, as far as uh Lacey Evans. Okay. Uh, so I, I, let's get to the last match on the last uh, episode. I thought it was the best match of the first round. I ended up giving that one three and a half. Kyrie Sane versus Tessa Blanchard. Um, and I, I believe this happened because WWE wanted to make sure that the last thing that you saw in this set like was something good. And then also like Tessa Blanchard may be booked somewhere because she's like one of those um, Rolling Stone type wrestlers like she's wrestling all the time and everywhere maybe it was a situation where she was booked and also she's wrestled Kyrie Sane before and in order to get her over immediately they wanted her to have like a you know an opponent she was familiar with uh, what did you make of this match James looks like he's froze alright so I'll tell you what I thought of the match first until James unfreezes um, so the these two ladies, as I said, they had the chemistry from the beginning, and they were hitting each other with a lot of different moves, and they bounced off of each other well, and you thought, and, and, and you, they're clearly the class of the uh, of the first round. I felt like, uh, as I said, I gave it a three and a half. Is James unfreezing? I can't tell. Um. Anyway, um. Kyrie picked up the victory. Uh, sick, sick elbow that, that she did. Uh, she gets her whole body on top of the elbow, and it just, like, it's something, like, absolutely ridiculous that, like, you have to see to believe. Uh, make sure, like, if you have not seen this match, do so. Um, it's a little bit of the, uh, of the Kota Bushi thing. Like, as far as, like, you get to see this person that works a style completely different than everyone else and be absolutely incredible in doing it. And I feel like she definitely lived up to the hype in the first round. Um, we're trying to get James back on the line now, if you guys hear that little beep in the background. But um, I'm going to just turn that down so it doesn't interfere. But um, 
it was, it, it was crazy that they made these two wrestle each other uh, because obviously Blanchard looks like she has a lot of potential elsewhere um, to do her thing. And also, um, let me see. Um, so looking at the first round, like my top rated matches were Kyrie Sane and Tessa Blanchard at three and a half, Niven and Santana with that three and a fourth. And then Lace and Jazzy with that three and a fourth. And also Kaylee Ray and Francesca Sugay uh, with three stars on there. So uh, it, 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 was a, it was a cool first round. I, I definitely feel like the second round is going to produce something that we're all going to be raving about and, and feeling like there, there is another way to, uh, to enjoy this on here. Um, trying to get James back online. He might have lost his connection. But um, <clears throat> we're going to move on here. Um, so let's go through some of these comments that you guys uh, left about the uh, May Young Classic. James is back. What's up? What I missed. All right. I was just talking about Kyrie Sane and uh, Tessa Blanchard. W- what are your thoughts on that match? I thought, I, I mean, I don't know if that was necessarily the best match. I mean, I felt like there were like three or four. <laughs> Uh, the best match, but whatever. Um, like the Garrett, like the Garrett match was up there. The uh, I thought the Mia Yim match was eh, my heart Mia Yim stuck below that, and then the uh, main event of the first episode with uh, with Kimberly and uh, and, and, and Gabbard. Uh, well, I think those are four best matches I've seen so far. But uh, I think they're relatively close. But yeah, I thought you know Kyrie Sane is everything I thought that she was. Um, like she sold, like she sold uh, Tessa's big moves, like a, like a million bucks. Uh, I lo- I love her offense. Um, the elbow is the most incredible thing I may have ever seen in wrestling. Right? Uh, She's so, a really good babyface. Please cheer for me. Yeah, like she came out there and smiled. Like this is the thing that why it bothers me when people like are WWE when like they pick these guys or you know they, they pick whoever they want to to be the top guy or whatever and it doesn't work the way they as well as they thought it would work out and then they go on to say well you know because of the next slew of guys that could come up or whatever they, they, they you know they beat the hell out of them or they make them you know weirdos or, or gives them like these weird quirks and the whole thing is like well you know you can't just get over just a traditional baby face you want like well no bullshit like i see i see this all the time like I see it all the time on, on some of your television on the lower cars. Like you can make it work to a larger, a larger audience. You just have to try. He actually has to, have to protect these pictures, these guys, right? Like, what has Shinsuke Nakamura done to make him some edgy type of guy dance around like a crackhead? <laughs> like, he's a lovely babyface, especially because he can't talk. Um, he can't speak English. Wake up, promo. Like, he's over. Um. So, but anyway, uh, back to Lester Hand. Like, I thought that she, I thought she was very likable. Uh, she's easy to watch. I thought I thought Blanche, uh, Blanchard. She she did a very very good job. I loved her office. I loved the uh, the, the beginning of, of the match where they did their move uh, where Kyrie's basically like caught um, in the in the corner on the second ropes, and then it's a like a uh, I think it was like a code breaker type thing. I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I you know I wish that you know both of them had been a different uh, matchup so they could have advanced. But um, we'll see what they do from this, from this point forward. Yeah. Tessa is like, that's my second, that's my second time I've ever seen Tessa Blanchard. And both times I came away thinking like, yeah, she's, she's good. Really good. Yeah. And uh, Bianca Belair will be wrestling Kyrie Sane next round. So that's going to be a mm. showcase. So, um, yeah. and I, I, it looks like, you know, 
you know, it just plays out how I think. Like, uh, Kyrie Sane won't have great opponents uh, every time, so there will be no excuses if it comes up short. Um, so uh, I want to get to some of the other stuff uh, that we had planned to talk about today. Braun, it was announced Braun Strowman will be taking on the Big Show inside of a Steel's cage, brother. Uh, why? Did, haven't we done this? No, we haven't done this. Like, the whole Braun Strowman and Big Show, like, they had a last man standing match, didn't they? Yeah. They had a, they broke the ring. They broke the ring, yes. Man, so, like, it, this just feels kind of random because it, it if, if you're putting hey, Big random. Show in there, like, Strowman's kind of the heel now, right? No, Strowman ain't the heel. Nobody really cared for Big Show in 2017, man. I don't know. Like, remember, this, this is a dude two years ago that got two retired chance and drove. Correct. Like, but I would have went. I would have went with uh, putting Strowman in there with some, sacrifice Bray Wyatt's ass or something like, like you know, throw him out there to get to get killed by Braun Strowman. But the, but the thing is this, right? If you throw Bray Wyatt out there, he's gonna mess around and get Brock under. You don't. You don't want to do that. That's bad booking. You're trying to you're trying to elevate a guy and get him hotter, so you don't want him in there with somebody that has a, a track record of getting his getting nobody over ever in life. So, um, what I would say is, uh, as far as the Braun Strowman thing, like, bro, you know, so how are they gonna break the cage? I feel you like know, yes, you know that's the only reason why they're out there is to break yes. the cage. Yep, they're they're either gonna like they're gonna do something where so, someone gets thrown into it. You could do that. Like maybe like he gives uh, Big Show like a big boot and Big Show falls backwards somehow. Uh, let's see. Uh, Simon says Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt would be a good TV feud. Squash his ass and boot him out the door. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I want yeah, you, Simon. You know, but it's, it's sort of funny because I think I said to you, or maybe I said it on the podcast. I don't remember, but I said that they should basically protect Braun by having him wrestle. One match on TV per month. Yep. And then wrestle the pay per view match. And every pay per view match should be bronze rules, which means anything but a regular rules match. Every, every match he should be in a pay per view should be a stipulation match. And pretty much, I mean, you get, you're just about to be the only match you see Braun Strowman in until, yeah. until the pay per view. Simon so, says running power slam through the cage. That might be it. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That might be it. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right, Simon. So when it happens tomorrow night, I'll make sure we uh we say Simon called it first uh, yesterday. Uh, big big hoss motherfuckers, uh, you know, have big matches on TV. It seems like that's you know if we're not gonna get be able to get yeah. you know Seth Rollins wrestling AJ Styles or something, this is like the next best thing, isn't it? Like so rather than seeing I, somebody good and someone bad wrestle, <laughs> it's like see two big motherfuckers like just just beat the hell out of each other. I'm down with that. Yeah. So do you think that's gonna be the do you think it's gonna be an event or do you think it's gonna be the ten o'clock hour? I think they're gonna put that on. I think they're gonna put that on in the main event because whatever Cena and Roman will do will probably get the ten o'clock hour. Okay. Yeah. Um, what do you, okay makes right. sense. So um, because you know you know they figured out they figured out a way how to game that third hour to keep the ratings from dropping off, right? What's that? They recently figured out that if you put um, whatever the whatever you think maybe the biggest uh, thing at ten um, at, at ten o'clock they've been doing put that the biggest. Though. No, but 
they sort of, I mean, they they typically only do that during uh, football season. So they'd be like, oh, well, we put them, it's halftime. You can click over and, we can do, you know, normally it's right at halftime and then you can go on with your day. But, like, like recently they started putting matches, like, there'll be things that will be the main event on at 10 and then put something that will also could be, but could be utilized as the main event or something important in the main event as well. And then like the third hour, like stayed, stayed, didn't fall off a cliff like it normally does. So like they, you know, we'll see what they do at, uh, at 10 o'clock. We'll see. Yeah, man. Um, then uh, also uh, Shinsuke Nakamura will be facing Randy Orton on Tuesday. And who's going to mail it in first match? Um, who knows, you know, what this whole thing is. The winner is going to be taking on Jinder Mahal. Uh, obviously, Randy Orton has a long pay-per-view history with, of trash with Jinder Mahal on pay-per-view, so hopefully we don't have to watch another one of those matches. Uh, but Nakamura, if he just goes over Orton here, I feel like WWE might not want to do that immediately. So we could be looking at a situation where it's a disqualification and then it's a triple threat match with both of those guys in the Hell in a Cell with Jinder Mahal. They're not doing that. There's no way. They cannot put Randy Orton and then Jinder Mahal together in any cert ever again, unless it's a tag match. They just can't. Why not? I know it's terrible. because it's been it's been done to death and it's been bad every single time. Bro, I have a feeling they're gonna do this. Like, there's no okay. Like, what claim does he does Orton have? Like, these are the two guys you've been fighting all summer. And you gotta fight them now, both at the, at the same time in the cage. Fuck it, Jinder. How are you gonna escape? And then the same brothers will break in the cage anyway. And then Kavita Devi will break in the cage anyway. And then the great Kali will, will parachute down from the building. And then Tiger Ali Singh will rise up out the grave. And I don't know if he's dead or not, but he'll come through uh, and spit fire at somebody. <laughs> and then Tiger Jeet Singh will come out and backshock somebody so Jinder Mahal can go over. Look, man, like, I don't, like, I don't think, I mean, what, I mean, we've had enough like fuck finishes with this whole thing. I don't know what else they could possibly pull out for uh for gender. Like how will they outdo I themselves just, this month? Like on the reverse scale. How bad will it be? Like, bro, like do they pull out Vishnu? Do they pull out the god like do they pull out the god Vishnu to that comes to make the save for, for gender? <laughs> like, is, like is he even Buddhist? Like whatever. Who knows? Anyway. Who knows? Um, Who knows? Yeah, but, I just don't know, man. Like, I, what I would say is uh, that at this point, they pretty much have, have said to you, like, the Nakamura thing is still a thing. Um, like, it seems like they're just trying to kill time because they have six or now five weeks to, to go before they get to their pay-per-view. And that's fine. I mean, you see what they've done with the women's uh, SmackDown division where they have Natty is going to take on Carmella this coming Tuesday, and then next week she fights in the rematch for her title against uh, Naomi. So mm-hmm. it seems to me like they have their TV planned out or whatever. Um, I, I think it's just a stalling tactic. And plus, you know, they still have, like, R- Rusev around. And you have, you're eventually have to get our Rusev or, or, or match. That's a real proper match, not that bullshit. That was just a time kill. <laughs> no, man, it was a story. Um... Right. Real story. <laughs> oh, Every- they cut each other off during promos, and then they both like hit each other's finishes along the like they both hit attack each other when they're not sucker attacks. That that was the whole thing. That's it. Yeah. Um, so John Cena rumor reigns now. This has been uh, a hot topic online, um, and it's it's only like getting 
getting bigger in a sense. But but what's what's next for these guys? Like, like I can tell you right now, I don't want to see these guys tag teaming anymore. Like they're beyond that point now of reluctant, you know, friends. It's like, nah, I said all this about you, and you said all this about me. Nah, man, something's gotta happen. Like we gotta have a pull apart. We got to have like like some flexing going on. Something. My issue wasn't that they tagged on after the promo in the main event. My problem was that they did the the teammate versus teammate superpower thing where like I have uh I have a geek on my shoulders, you're about the spirit geek, and we're gonna hit our moves in succession together like we're friends. What should have happened was one of them like they could have even done that, but like immediately after that, like Reigns needs to needs to spear uh Cena immediately after to get him heat after what happened to him. Like you talked all that cash, like, all right, you know, I'll wrestle this match with you or whatever. Because right. another part about that about another part about that match that was that I thought or that made sense was Cena's in there getting his ass whooped and Roman's on the on, on the apron mocking him. Doing the most. Right. And then, you know, and then Roman gets into the ring and then, you know, he basically takes over the match and wins the match for them more more or less. Like right after that happened, he should have spirit Cena. Or he should have pulled that, or he should have pulled that, <laughs> um, that that Randy Orton against Seth, Seth Rollins, where like he just steps off, like it's time for the tag yeah. in after getting Bell desperately fingers. beat on. Roll, yeah, roll. Nah, ain't no tag. Fuck you. It should have been one of those. Uh, he could have done some. Simon says they're trying to mix Cena versus Batista with Cena Rock, and those two things don't mix. You'd have to elaborate on that. I, I, I know Cena and Batista on their lead up to their SummerSlam match were the tag team champions at one point. So uh, I don't I don't really need to hear that to see that. Uh, they don't need to beat Rollins and Ambrose or anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we don't like we don't we don't need a repeat of nineteen ninety eight SummerSlam uh, going in there where they were uh, you know, Austin and, and and Undertaker are the champions or whatever. Yeah, um, we don't need a repeat of that. So like that that kind of leads us into. Uh, Something I saw you uh, put in. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Putting into Shoot Saturday about why are we getting all these big matches thrown on TV right now? And uh, I just want you to elaborate on that. Oh, okay. Well, SummerSlam is the second or third biggest show of the year for for the company. And you see where, where we are now, where we have Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar when they uh, great balls of fire on the Raw pay per view. Braun Strowman won his ambulance match, and Brock Lesnar, after getting attacked before the match even started, beat Samoa Joe. So Seth, so to me, or actually, and this is a great point that I, that was made um, during uh, by Braun Strowman. One of the only points he made, uh, which was actually ultimately compelling, because it's the only thing that made sense uh, when those four guys all got in the ring and then and laid their claims for wanting to wrestle each other. Was that Braun Strowman came out after Joe basically eviscerated uh, Roman and said, "Both of you, both of you two lost last year for you. Why are you getting title shots?" Yes, right. Um, so you look at that and you say, like, "Okay, they could have done." And you know, two weeks, like a week or two later, they end up doing Joe versus uh, Joe versus Roman on TV. Like that could have been a few. They could have done Joe versus Roman on. At SummerSlam, they could have done Braun versus um, Rock at at SummerSlam as well as as a main event because he was already over. Like, is Braun any more over than he was a month ago? If anything, you know, he's less, but 
not really. I, I, don't, like, I wouldn't say less. I would like say, I would say, the I would same say level. I would say the same. So it's mm-hmm. like, all right, you didn't get him any more over. I mean, I, I'm, maybe you got him over in the match in SummerSlam, but like we're still talking about SummerSlam, right? Um, so you go from there, and then you look at what they did when Cena comes back as a free agent. Uh, he be he be on Raw or SmackDown, doesn't matter. And he's on SmackDown, and he's put into a one-off of Rusev. He beats Rusev, and he beats Rusev. Then, like two weeks later, after he beats Rusev, he gets his ass kicked by Nakamura, and then he's thrown into like a, a just a hastily thrown together feud with Baron Corbin. He just kills him. He just one-sidedly destroys him. Yeah. And then the next night, he shows up on Raw and challenges Roman, and Roman was in a match where he lost it at, uh, at uh, sorry, at, uh, so Great Balls of Fire. He yeah. lost clean. There was a resol- there was a you know a general resolution to that feud with the whole murder attempt. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you know he has to eat the pin at SummerSlam. So it's like okay, why didn't you guys just do this at SummerSlam? Why didn't you just do Cena versus? Versus Reigns at SummerSlam, if it's such a big deal, why are you putting two matches that could main event any big four pay per view and put both of them on a September Raw pay per view? I don't, I don't get it. I just don't like. I mean, and then you know you start thinking about it. It's like, oh yeah, we're eighteen months out from the end of their contract, their TV deal running out. They're trying to goose these ratings for the last eighteen months to give them more leverage in their, in their TV deal. Like, okay, that makes sense. I get it. But, like, you cook, could... So they're trying to cook like, the books like the wire. I wouldn't say it's necessarily cooking the books. It's like 18 months. That's a whole lot of cooking for 18 months. Yeah. Right? But the thing for me is you can still do that. Like, they've been putting on better TV ever since they pretty much more or less elevated uh, Samoa sure. Joe to the main event. Like ever since then, they put on, they have put on on both shows better TV than what they were doing previous. Like when they were in um, May, and it was awful, according to everybody that I heard. And then I hear the story, and I was like, yeah, that sounds awful. Uh, so I just don't, I just don't really get why they feel the need that they need to have a CPR review be this blow away type of thing. I, just, I mean, I, want, I mean, obviously, you know, the next thing, the next big thing coming up is Survivor Series, and that's just, you know, throwing a whole bunch of bodies at in matches, but you would think, like, that you would set these things up to have, you know, the one-off type thing, and then you can come back to it at a later point. Or you can set this stuff up to where you have the big thing at SummerSlam, and then, like, knowing that Hell in a Cell is, like, three months out, like, that sets up you know, the blow off of a few is at Hell in a Cell. They, they decided not to do anything. Like, we're going to end up with, like, what do you think we're going to end up with for the SmackDown side? Like, gender versus Nakamura? I think it's going to be a triple threat. Okay. Because I don't know where you put Orton otherwise. I mean, you could say Rusev. Like, and be like, hey, Rusev calls Orton the match well, uh, this week. Well, they did, they did tease on TV, or not tease, but they did display on TV that they weren't just like, they weren't just dismissing Rusev. Rusev said he was coming after the title. Maybe it's a throwaway at, at, at Hell in a Cell. You know what else was said on TV? You know, Nakamura said he was going to answer the U.S. Open Challenge. Like, <laughs> and that shit ain't happened either. 
well, coming from Rams. My, well, my thing is this: if you go challenge for the U.S. Open, if you go challenge for the U.S. title, and then you get thrown into the bigger belt, which yeah. one do you do? You can't. You gonna do both? Hey, I you, mean, you, 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 you gonna have him out here like Goldberg? You know, win them both. You know, like okay. like Rollins. You know, uh, okay. Rand says uh, Braun's way more over now. He manhandled Brock on back to back nights. I'd actually agree with that. Like he. Um, and write this down, Rance, because we don't agree often. But, um... <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? If he beats Brock the same way in a one-on-one match at, for the title at SummerSlam, would would he wouldn't that make him more over than him losing? Not taking the pin, but also but losing his his first title match. Yeah, I think um, yeah, I think there's an argument uh, to be made on that. Is you know they're just doing a thing where they kick the can down the road, but they they have to be careful because um, it looks like they're doing the match everyone like wants to see now. But just makes me want question what's gonna, what's coming later. And my thing my thing is this right? We talk about we always we always you know um, sarcastically talk about WWE and their plans, right? All plans, right. hashtag plans. plans. If the plan is, in fact, Roman versus Brock for the belt at WrestleMania 34, then would it be the worst thing in the world if Brock, if, if sorry, if uh, Roman, I'm sorry, Strowman was to win, were to win the title at SummerSlam or at No Mercy and then take it to Royal Rumble and then lose it? Would that be the worst thing in the world? Would it be the worst thing in the world to give Braun Strowman a three-month title reign, knowing that he's going to get completely boxed out come WrestleMania season again? Maybe he's not. Um, the, only, the only thing I think you would run into would be a situation like uh, AJ Styles last year at the Royal Rumble when he ended up boxed out, and then more famously CM Punk losing that at the Royal Rumble to set up these matches, and it seems like, wow, wow, this is what they're doing. I think there would be a, a large cloud of negativity that would arise. Uh, for, for Rich, in one Rich. night, the plan's being made. Well, Rich, there's going to be a loud cloud of negativity around that match anyway. So if you, so, at least throw us a ball right. and let us see the guy that you actually <laughs> got over, or, you know, got over organically and like did all this work to get over for the last like uh, year and change, fifteen months. Yeah. Like, I mean, at that point, it'd be fifteen months or whatever. Like, at least let that dude like get over or whatever. Otherwise, you, you we're looking at we're looking at a Ryback situation. Like, that's exactly what happened to Ryback. Like. He, he was hot enough. You could have put the title on him. And you could have took it off of him. By the time you got to uh, the time when it's time for your plans for WrestleMania and moving to the side or whatever at that point in time, but you could have gave him something to make, not make him like a complete loser that can, can't win the big one. Dylan says they're probably going to do Cena versus Strowman at WrestleMania. I don't think they're going to do that. I think this actually might be, and I hate to say it. The rumor, the rumor that's going around. I guess we can talk about uh, said guy now because it's not like a, not like the SummerSlam one. Um, yeah, yeah. John Cena wrestled the Undertaker at WrestleMania <laughs> this year. I'm just going to pull my hair out. <laughs> just, just pull my hair out, like, bro, like, how long we got to see old ass Undertaker rolling, rolling out here doing this, and then Cena in that promo. I ain't no veteran with the. Um, I, I'm not a broken down veteran with a bad hip. Yeah, so <laughs> that, maybe that line wasn't for no reason, you know. 
A couple what? comments from, from Rans. He was like, Ryback went straight from squash and jobbers to title matches. Bro, it worked. Like, that, that's, that's all I can it say. Does, it, it, does, then, it doesn't matter if it how works. How you get there. Uh, and then he also said, Braun has had legit feuds with legit guys. Correct. But at the same time, like, they're, they both are in the same spot right now. Like, where you could have had, like, people would have went crazy had, uh, had he whooped CM Punk's ass and took the title in uh, the Hell in a Cell. And then... Here's the thing, right? You had on that, on that end, you had at that point... After after WrestleMania, I'm sorry, WrestleMania. After Raw 1000, CM Punk did nothing but be a chicken shit heel for months and months and months. And it came to a point where you had a guy that was literally kicking Mick Foley, and then Ryback shows up to defend him, and you had CM Punk with that scared as shit face. He was and you knew, and you like, oh, okay, all right. And he was over, and you could have and. You think about how he had to chase, and the crowd was behind him the whole entire time him having to chase. Like, he, he was, after that, he was over. People wanted him to win the title. It didn't happen. And then they knew it because after he gets screwed in the Hell in a Cell match, right, what does Ryback do? Ryback kills Maddox. He, he chases uh, CM Punk up the, up the cell, and then he gives him the shell shock on the cell, and the crowd loses their minds over it. It says, uh, so, Bronze Rise feels organic and deserved. Ryback's felt rushed. I would say the only reason that you would possibly could say that was that he was literally an injury substitution. But he was, absolutely. There was no one better to, to be put in that spot. <laughs> like, like, if you can come up yeah. with somebody, I'd love to know. You know, it's like, as far yeah, like, as, like, you know. And the thing for me is, like, look, man, if you're over, you, if you're over, you're over. And, like, to me at that point in time, like, it didn't feel like hot shine to me. I understand what he's saying, like hot shine. Like we were talking about, we were just talking about that with uh, Nakamura if he had won at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. But to me, this did not feel like the same thing with Ryback. Like Ryback was over and was over the whole entire time, and the crowd was dying for him to win. Especially once you got to like the first round, 2013 in Tampa that we, me, and you went to with the Rock, and they had yes. all that going on that ladder match. Yes, people were dying for him to win the title, but plans. Podcast like me and you, um, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's uh, quite interesting to, to see like you know the way things can go and uh, with Strowman heading forward. I'd be very interested to see where they're going with them for WrestleMania if they're putting them in the ring with Lesnar now. Um, you know, they, who knows? Jeez, I'm- who would be a good opponent for for uh, if they're still going with Roman and Brock in the main event? Who would be a good opponent for for uh, WrestleMania for him for Braun? Oh man, let's see. Let me pull up this Raw roster uh, before we get to this celebration that we about to have uh, for, <laughs> <laughs> for for old JBL. I'm glad you guys are tuned back in because we are going to celebrate uh, JBL and his ass getting up out of there. Um, yeah, I mean, you're going to laugh, but, you know, they could have did Big Show and made it a, a Big Show retirement match. Uh, Ooh, yeah. What if he retires Big Show? That would be something. Yeah. Uh, that would, yeah. Uh, you could do. You You've been replaced. Yep. You've been replaced. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you will not replace me. Uh, they can have him fight the Miz. You know, the, they, I, that, you know, you could do that. Um, That's way too small. 
for Braun Strowman. Yeah, that's way too small. You could have him fight. Uh, hmm, nope, those guys are going to be tied up. Uh, he says Braun versus Brock, two career versus the title. I mean, I don't. I I feel like they'll do a rematch. Like say Braun uh, Strowman beats him for the title at No Mercy. I feel like the rematch is coming like way sooner than waiting till WrestleMania. I think yeah, like yeah, yeah. They do that like what I'm thinking is have Braun win and then set the match up for Royal Rumble. Right. Um. Let's see, Bray Wyatt. That'd be terrible. Um, Oh. Oh. Let's see. I brought you in, and look what you've done. Uh, I don't I'm, know. Thinking, I'm thinking. Of, I'm thinking of how they could do that match without like ruining, without like lowering Braun. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but um, as far as JBL, uh, I just want to play uh, a song, and you know. <laughs> Hey. 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 JBL is off our screens, everybody. You know, we we gonna celebrate the day. No more JBL. No more cowboy hats. No more bad commentary. No more ridiculous hot takes. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Alright, we gotta turn this bitch off where they yank this shit. But uh, as y'all can see. <laughs> go ahead. Can you play for real happy as well or no? Uh, let's see. I think we might be doing too much. Yeah, we might be doing too much. We might be able to get away with the much. instrumental. <laughs> we might be able to get away with the instrumental. I would play R. Kelly Happy People, but I'm not gonna do that for obvious reasons. Um. <laughs> Can't. Can't. Oh man! Hey, celebrating on you boys. Um, no more JBL. James, what are your thoughts on uh, JBL getting up out of here? Yeah, man. Like he, he had his moments at the beginning, but you know. It's this generally anything with WWE. Like if you run them out there too long, they'll be overexposed, and um, guys aren't allowed to actually like come up with anything new. You have to get your signature spots. You have to get your shit in. And um, you know, aside from maybe like you know, call the sheriff. These boys just stole the show. I think that's probably like the, the greatest impact JBL's ever had on on you know the, the announcing business. That's that's a great that's a great line. But you know, we can we can get at somebody else and move, move right along from you. Tell you. JBL, when he first came back, when Jerry Lawler went down with the heart attack, I remember you were saying that, um, that we're stuck with JBL for life now. Apparently, all we had to do was wait five more years, and it has been a wait that we are can celebrate now in unison as a wrestling community. We may disagree a lot, but JBL is not uh, one of those things we disagree with most of the time. Lawler back there because like Lawler like at the end was like actually gave a damn and he was back at having his fastball. Oh my gosh! I, I like I would go with either Lawler or fuck it, Renee Young. Why not? But the thing, let's make but it happen. Renee, the, but the thing with Renee Young is if Renee Young is going to be there, she has to be the play-by-play. 
She can't be the color. She can't be heel commentary. You're right. Because Look, you remember I, her credibility. I, 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 I have no problem. Like, what, I, have, I have no problem moving Tom Phillips around for the South. Like, like. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah, no. Like, like, <laughs> like, 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 if you put, if you put uh, on play-by-play Renee Young, and then you put back uh, in with uh, with the Waller, that's perfect. That's fine. So I think we got away with the instrumental uh, playing. So uh, as y'all don't know, we are happy about no longer having to hear JBL every uh, just the, the nauseating, uh, just just the absurd hyperbole. Um, Jack Asprey, look the on look the on the mic bullying. Like think think about that. Like when he was bullying Saxon for forever, forever. Like, like talking about his like question, alluding to his blackness, like yes. Like I'm doing kick rocks. I'm done. Like, yep. and don't be wrong. Like you got you, when I feel bad for Byron Saxon, you know it's bad. Byron Saxon is the, is one of the worst. I kind mean, of I, I kind of like, like Saxon personally. Man, like, you like, like how he dresses sometimes. You don't like his commentary because you forget what his commentary is like. Like there are plenty of times where I forget that he's on he's on the mic. He just sits there and just like lets it breathe and let like you, he gets lost in Michael Cole's voice half the time. Where you don't remember, you can't differentiate between the two of those guys when they were together on Raw a year ago. Yeah, man. Um, there's a we we could play a, another song like uh, you know the game drop their celebration songs. Uh, with Chris Brown, Tiger, Lil Wayne, and um, Wiz, but I think that one would get yanked. Uh, what other uh, <laughs> celebration songs uh, should, should we uh, uh, come up with well, on here? Well, I was gonna, well, I was gonna say because how good it sounds, I was gonna say Gloria Estefan, uh, "Walking on Sunshine," but that song's about love, so I can't really, so nah, I can't really do that. Uh, let's see. Uh, I, I, I have one right here. Uh, I feel like we. Um, Heard the news JBL was gone, and I felt. Yeah, it was glorious, and it, is, it will continue to be happy and glorious times until JBL hopefully never returns again. Timberlake can't stop the feeling. Oh shit! We definitely about yeah, to get you know. banned. Look, we definitely about to get banned off this joint. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, if I remember correctly, the lyrics is like, uh, what are the lyrics? I can't stop yeah, the man. feeling. So just dance, no, 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 no. Dance, no, no. Dance. Look, look. This, like, this is how I feel about Michael about uh, JBL being gone. I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric, wavy when I turn it on. All through the city, all through my home. We're flying up, no ceiling, we, we in our zone. I got that sunshine in my pocket, got that goose hole in my feet. <laughs> what? I, I, that's, exactly, that's exactly what it feels like that JBL's gone. Yes. Exactly like it. I, I got another one for you. I'm just going to play a, li- a couple of bit, a little bit of it, and hopefully they don't, they don't yank us down. Beautiful day! <laughs> you too! 
I, I can do this all day. Uh, you know, just, just talking about JBL and um, how bad that uh, he's been. And yeah. But um, what's worse, JBL or Taylor Swift's new song? Are you asking that? Yeah, I'm asking you. Um, the Taylor Swift song is awful. Like I can't. I, there's no way around it. Like that white, that, that right, that Fred shit is just terrible. Like if you listen to that song, you're like, I was like, wow, this sounds like I'm too sexy for my everything. It's like I can't believe this is what like one of the elite pop stars in the world is doing. This is this is like going to change the trajectory of her career. Like people are gonna buy that album. People are gonna buy that single that album because they love her. But like. It looks like the downfall. Might, like if, if she fucks around and the end album's not hot, like this could be this could be like the beginning of the downfall for her. She, like is this look this shit that shit is not love story. That shit is not. Uh... We still on this JBL. Hey. Yeah, it answers Taylor Swift for me, but like, yeah, bro, like that shit is not mean. That shit is not love story. That shit is not mine. Simon that said, "Y'all not, didn't get down uh, to that sick, that sick beat. Me, me neither, bro. That beat was awful, Simon. Awful, it's trash. That shit, look, that shit ain't shaking off. That shit ain't. Uh, that shit ain't. Uh, we we're never getting back together. That shit ain't red. That shit are uh, everything has changed. Like, bro, Taylor Swift got so much more jaw blade shit than that. So much more." <laughs> Welcome to New York. That ain't style. That ain't uh, wildest dreams. Like that album is, that album is, or this that single is awful, awful, awful. Crazy man. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, anybody? <laughs> uh, anything else you want to add before we get about here, James? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, this is. This is a, a weird situation where I'm not gonna say the, I'm not gonna say any names or whatever. But you 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 hit me up to somebody that uh, that we talked to about about the Mayon Classic or whatever, and you you relate to me like what their feelings were, and I was kind of like disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he led me to leave that along. Um, the gist of the story was. They believe that the, the historical track record for WWE for women having success in WWE is to either be go- gorgeous or to uh, be a monster. And that from what they saw in the uh, May Young tournament, they believe that like a lot of these girls just don't have don't have it or whatever. And like the, the part that was disappointing me was like when we talk about like any type of um, disparity or whatever um, between the haves and have-nots or whatever, you have to look at like a lot of the root cause issues with, with, with things or whatever. Otherwise, you're just going to be talking about basically feelings and, ab- and abstract shit that doesn't really, you know, doesn't really isn't actually based on fact. Um, like you look at the history of WWE with with the women, and for example, and there is no like real counterfactual for that point. Like his point was more or less like saying like. No one's ever done before, therefore it probably won't work. As opposed to saying like, no one's ever really tried this shit, therefore it hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know that 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 kind of was just like um, that. That was one that kind of threw me off. But like you know, in general, like I 
think that where we are now, um, and the fact that there was actual a uh, a, uh, a call for it makes me think that like we're on the right track. It's just you know, if you're going to book them, book them like they're actually stars, and we'll see what happens from there. Because it worked out last year; it was a smashing success. This year, not so much. The only thing the difference was was the way you booked them. And we, you can say that about a lot of uh, WWE last year compared to this year, why it was better. So, it's, it, you know, if you put out quality, people people will want it. If you don't, it, they won't. It, it's that simple. And then you have to make a commitment to it. And like you were talking about um, Mayweather with all the body shots at the beginning of uh, the, the match with McGregor. Yeah. It was like, it was, a commitment to the, it was a commitment to the body shot of taking the air out of you, which isn't anything like you commit to the running game. It's not about the fact that you, you know, your last two runs were both for one yard and then for um, a gain of negative two. It was about main commitment to stay to the body, to, take, to wanting to see this through. And, you know, if you're going to cut bait on stuff and be quick to, to get rid of it, then you're never going to find out if things going to work out in the end. Like they could have cut bait with the rock. They didn't look what happened. They could have cut rock. They could have cut bait with, with uh, Austin when he wanted to switch game or gimmicks from the ringmaster. Look what happened. Like mankind could have just been mankind and never got over to McFoley. Triple H could have still been Hunter Hearst Helmsley. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like you have to give things a chance or whatever. Otherwise it's, you're just never going to ever like see anything come through. If you're just going to change terms stuff over, over and over quick, quick, quick. Like, so if you look what they did with the women, um, the women's revolution, they gave that a six month run. And then at the end, they, they made it work out. And then all the last year was basically the success of that. And then this year they said, eh, we're going to try some new shit. And we see what's happening right now. We're like, we're about to get Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. Why? Because one got because one of them is really pretty, and the other one is a monster. And we'll, and we'll see how much you like this compared to when it was Sasha Banks in there with that said monster or said pretty girl. Because I'm guaranteeing you those matches will not be as good. Yeah. Nor will the feud. wrap up the show we will continue in the group for another couple minutes but um make sure you guys check out the smc podcast also on uh the feed i'm working on getting the itunes uh feed reactivated now uh if you would like to continue following the shows just check out our youtube page where every show is being published there uh it's one nation wrestling and also social suplex wrestling.podbean.com or social suplex.com where all the uh shows are embedded there as well um that's it peace later